The title of this morning's lesson is Lessons from a Thief, and it's taken from Luke 23, 33 through 43, as you just heard Patrick read. This morning, we will be taking a look at the crucifixion from a different angle. The message will focus on the thief on the cross, and we will discover three valuable lessons that we can learn from him. The message is therefore divided into three lessons which will cover honesty, obedience, and faith. The first lesson has to do with honesty. So if you look back at Luke 23, which we just read, at verses 40 and 41a, That's verses 40 and the first half of 41. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Do you not even fear God, seeing you are under the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. The thief on the cross recognized who he truly was. He knew he was being rightly punished for the crimes he had committed. This thief knew he deserved to be hanging there. This thief was honest about who he was. How many here remember the movie Snow White? The wicked queen had a magic mirror. She would ask the mirror each day, mirror, mirror, on the wall. Who is the fairest of them all? The mirror each day would say that the queen was the fairest in all the land. However, one day, the mirror had to tell her the truth, that she was no longer the fairest in all the land, but Snow White was. The queen was mad with jealousy and planned to kill Snow White. You see, as long as the mirror told her what she wanted to hear, everything was fine. But when the mirror was honest and told her what she didn't want to hear, she couldn't handle that. She couldn't handle the truth. When was the last time we took a good, hard look at ourselves in the spiritual mirror? As Christians, we need to be honest with our self-examination. Are we growing in our Christian walk, or have we become spiritually stagnant? Let us see what 2 Peter chapter 1 and verses 5 through 11 has to say about the Christian's spiritual growth. 2 Peter chapter 1 and verses 5 through 11. But also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted, even to blindness, and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, 
you will never stumble. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The world we live in is fast-paced. Trying to fit everything in is nearly impossible. But may I say that as Christians, we have to place God first. Our day's priorities shouldn't move us away from God, but toward Him. Our Christian growth is a never-ending process in our walk with the Lord. We cannot afford to be like the Galatians, who Paul wrote to in Galatians chapter 1 and verse 6. I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel. Or like those immature Christians in Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 12 through 14. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. The longer we go without God's influence, the easier sin will gain a foothold into our lives. Let's be honest, when we want to make room for something that we enjoy, somehow we find the time. In order to grow in grace and knowledge, we must know our God and his will. Make time for God. Do you remember your life before Christ? We were led by our own interests and fleshly desires. But now we are to be led by the Spirit, according to Romans chapter 8. And verses 9 through 14. Romans 8 and 9 through 14. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Now if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit which dwells in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh to live according to the flesh, for if you live according to the flesh you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. In our Christian walk, we will always find those Christians who are more spiritually mature than we are and those who are less mature. We should learn from those who are more spiritually mature. We should watch and listen and learn from their wisdom and grace. As to those less mature and weaker Christians, we should lovingly teach, encourage, and counsel them. We all could do a better job in our Christian walk. There are many aspects of a Christian spiritual growth. If we honestly evaluate each one, 
we will know which areas need improvement. In the following two lessons, several of these aspects will be mentioned. Let's be honest and commit our lives to God each day so that we do not become unfruitful. We close the first lesson with these words from 2 Peter chapter 3 and verses 17 and 18. You therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, beware, lest you also fall from your own steadfastness, being led away with the error of the wicked, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory, both now and forever. Amen. The second lesson, which has to do with obedience, asks the question, who is your Lord? Let us look once again at Luke 23, verses 41b and 42, reading the words of our thief on the cross. That's Luke 23, the first half, I mean, the second half of verse 41 and verse 42. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come in to your kingdom. Our thief on the cross recognized who Jesus was and his relationship to him. The thief recognized that this was a man with no sin. He knew this was the Lord. As Christians, we begin our walk accepting Jesus as our Savior. But Jesus is more than that. Jesus is our Lord and Savior. As Lord, Jesus should be the master of our lives. As master, he is to be in control. We no longer follow our selfish desires, but follow his commands. We obey his word. Remember the words from John 14:15, "If you love me, keep my commandments." And 14:21, "He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him." When we accept Jesus and are immersed, we are to become a new creation. As 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. As new creations, under his rule, our speech and behavior reflect our obedience to him. Our lives are no longer our own. No longer are our lives to be spent doing our will, but his will. In other words... Our obedience to our Lord should be without question. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20 tells us, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Our obedience to our Lord is a lifetime commitment and process. This obedience is not to be temporary or at our convenience. Why is it so difficult to obey the Lord as we should? One reason is that it can be hard to do. Trust me, I know this personally. To obey the Lord takes dedication and discipline. It is often easier to get along with the world and live 
according to their expectations. Dedication and discipline are two forces which can propel the Christian along the narrow road to glory. Within these two aspects of a Christian's character, we can find sacrifice. As Romans 12, 1 and 2 explains, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Dedication, discipline, and sacrifice must be a part of the Christian's daily lifestyle. For without these, we find our relationship with Christ and other believers to be hot and cold, lukewarm at best. Remember the words of Luke 9, 61 and 62. And another also said, Lord, I will follow you, but let me first go and bid them farewell who are at my house. But Jesus said to him, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Pray continually that our lives will have increases in dedication, discipline, and sacrifice. In order to live according to our Lord's will, we have to know what that will is. In order to obey his commands, we have to know what they are. The Lord's will and commands are right here in our Bibles. Everything we need to know to live every day is right here. As we close out lesson two, let us not forget the words of Matthew 6:24. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Our third and final lesson has to do with faith. Let us look one last time at Luke 23 and verses 42 and 43. Luke 23 and verses 42 and 43. Then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Our thief on the cross recognized who the Lord was, and he now placed his complete faith in him. The thief believing in Jesus placed his eternal faith in our Lord's hands. That very day, this thief, who was not worth much to the Roman government, went to be in paradise. This man demonstrated great faith as he placed his trust in Jesus. His faith led him to believe that Jesus was going into a kingdom or kingly power that would happen after his death. Both Matthew and Mark tell us that in the beginning, both thieves ridicule our Lord. This thief had come a long way in a few hours from mocking the master to repentant believer. The two thieves had been arrested for the same crime. They had been condemned for the same crime. They were dying for the same crime. So what was the difference? The difference was that one believed in Jesus and one did not. The difference of the two thieves was faith. Faith is such an important part of the Christian's character. Hebrews 11.1 1 
and 11.6 have this to say about faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Our faith will overcome trouble, despair, grief, and evil. As we put on the whole armor of God, we are to take the shield of faith, with which we will be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked one, according to Ephesians 6.16. In Galatians 5.22, faith is a fruit of the Spirit, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Our faith in God, our belief in Christ, and our reliance on the Holy Spirit will provide the strength and power which we will need to defeat Satan time and time again. The faith we demonstrate in our Christian walk will not only benefit us, but it will have a tremendous effect on our fellow Christians, on our brothers and sisters in Christ, who will be encouraged and reassured. However, we believers are not the only ones who will benefit from a faith-filled life. The non-believer will come to know the Lord through us as well. They may never accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior, but they will witness the Lord living in our lives. What effect this life of faith will have on them, we may never know, but God will. Faith is not just a word that means believing and trusting. It is a way of life. As we conclude lesson three, let us be mindful of these words from Hebrews 12 and verses one and two. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. This morning, the thief on the cross has taught us three lessons. Lessons on honesty, obedience, and faith. These are Christian characteristics that are not only to be found in our lives, but must increase in our lives. This will only happen through countless hours of prayer, and Bible study, along with fellowship, worship, and a spirit-led life. Believe me, if you think that you can understand God's will for you with a few minutes a week in Scripture, you are sadly mistaken. I've tried it. It doesn't work. You must give your time to God. You must study and study some more, and you must be on your knees every day Prayer and Bible study will draw you so close to God that Satan will just go farther and farther away from your daily life. We who have been Christians for some time know that it is often not easy to be a Christian, but it is so rewarding as we look for that day when we will be with him forever. May we be able to say, as Paul does in 2 Timothy 4 and verses 7 and 8. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith.
Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not only to me, but to all who have loved his appearing. And may our Lord say to us the words of Matthew 25, 21, from the parable of the talents. Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. This morning's message spoke of honesty, obedience, and faith. The sermon I gave this morning was given to help each of us look at ourselves and where we are with our Lord and to encourage you to strive to move forward with your Bible study, with your prayer life, with your fellowship, allowing the Spirit to lead you daily. It's so important. I don't want to see any brother and sister be left behind because I didn't say the words to them from the pulpit. And so that's where you got the lesson today from my heart. I worked on this for many hours, and then I rewrote much of it because it didn't sound like something that you needed to hear. I think this is something you needed to hear, and I certainly needed to hear it. So that was the sermon today. At this time, we offer an invitation. If you were here this morning and you're not a Christian, but you believe in Jesus, you believe he died for your sins, if you're willing to repent of those sins, confess him as your Lord and Savior and be baptized, we are ready to baptize you into Christ this very morning. Or you may be a brother and sister, and believe me, this happens to me all the time. You find yourself at the end of the day, and you, you can barely get your faith to come out in your house. You're sitting there. It's late at night, and you're wondering, what am I doing? How did I get here? If you find yourself today and your faith is weakened, you find your obedience is lacking, whatever your need is this morning, we're here to pray for you, brothers and sisters. We're here to support you in any way we can. That's our invitation. We now have our singer, song of invitation. Once you come forward, if you have a need, let us know.